You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Let's bring him. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Husker Hall of Famer. E. Strick. What's happening, brother? How you doing today? What's happening? That's your fault. Strick. Strick. I've got. We, I've, we have I've got. I've got equipment. Yeah. I'm, I'm, listen. Professional. I knew it. I know it ain't me, big boy. Pro, professional. <laughs> Look it up, bro. Look at what's happening with you, Hall of Famer. What's good, man? I'm all right. Today has been a beautiful day out here, sunny in Florida. Um, you know, good, easy, no nonsense uh, work day. Uh, and dealt with some investors today and also the bank. You know how that goes. So it was kind of a mild day. Now it's a relaxation day. I'm going to go and hang out with a few friends, maybe, um, you know, hit up a cigar lounge and have me a glass of wine. Let's see what, let's see what it do. I, I, I would like some Beatrice bakery, but you know, I can't. Well, you know, you, you, yeah, you can't can. service me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually we can. We, <laughs> we literally, it'll be there Monday. No doubt. It'll be there Monday. Yeah. It's always good to get some of that. Yeah. It'll be there Monday, brother. We'll make sure it happens. Yeah. So I I did want to give you kudos, bro, because the Spud Webb interview Tuesday night was fire. It was fire. Well done with that kind, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Listen, uh, I've got a good coach. I'm, I'm the kind of player that I listen to the coach. I don't act like I freaking know everything and you know I know every assignment I know every uh defensive you know uh any all defensive alignments I don't act like I know every offensive set out there I don't know if I have every doggone uh play or 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 a move down that's why I think I had one of my best career years when I was in Dallas with with uh, me listening to someone like Kiki Vanderway where others would look at a Kiki Vanderway and say, ah, you know, he's slow. He can't, you know, get up, but he gets buckets and he's got some of the best footwork in the game. So I'm looking at it from a standpoint of let me be a sponge here, soak up all this wisdom and knowledge and figure out how to get to where I need to get to, to get a bucket. You know what I mean? And that's what you did, DP. You taught me, you taught me this game. You helped me to, you know, understand how to work the game, how to interview well and how to, you know, Make it happen. So uh, kudos to you, my guy. Yeah, no, this is this is me getting out of the way. At this point, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sitting up there looking at Lynn Bias to you know, jump to the top of the room and go. I'm I'm gonna act surprised because <laughs> we should. But what you've done in a short period of time, and for folks that do not know, I mean, you can get Strict Nine every Tuesday night here on the ticket from six a.m. Uh, six p.m. to eight p.m. And again, the conversation with Spud Webb. Um, it 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 flashed memories. It was a great lead in to the to the, the Nebraska NC State game, and it took a lot of the old heads back to 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 the days of watching Spud do what Spud do, and it, it it was good stuff all around. Yeah, I mean, I think I think too. Sometimes we we tend to forget um, what because we didn't we didn't have 
the same national coverage. You had national coverage, but it's not to the extent that national. You were very regionalized as far as your coverages. You know, in your in you know back in my day, um, whether it be collegiately or whether it be as well as in the NBA, unless you were the big market teams like the Lakers or the Knicks or you know those those were the teams or, or you were at the top of the pinnacle as in Philly or Detroit. You know, although they were small market teams, San Antonio they still got you know big time uh, awareness. Boston was one, so when I played at Boston, it definitely did help. But I think players or people today tend to forget that there were anomalies like Spud Webb in the league who um, were like giants, but yet were small. You know what I mean? True David and Goliath type situations when you look at them and the Muggsy Bogues and, and the feats that they were able to do with regards to him winning a dunk contest. I don't care what you say. I mean, I, I can see you see remnants of that with um, uh, Nate Robinson. You know what I mean? Some mm -hmm. of the stuff he was able to do, those are remnants of it. Uh, but even still, he was taller than than Spud, and Spud was able to do it. So, um, you know, shoot, I was I was just watching some film and some breakdown today on, you know, Allen Iverson and and some of the stuff that he was able to do at his size, which was, you know, it was an anomaly in itself. And, uh, you know, I was also watching uh, just some other older players. You know, people forget about, like, you know, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, a.k.a. Chris Jackson. You know, guys, for, they forget about mm. some of the stuff that they were able to do. He was like Steph Curry before Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Tell it. So, <laughs> so it's good. It's good when you get a chance to kind of, you know, reflect and, and see that, you know, type of stuff, um, you know, from some of the older players. And they didn't have the same type of footage. You don't have the same type of ability to jump on the cloud and and capture, you know, what some players have been able to do. And, you know, I don't think it's, it's 05 is when it really kind of started to kick in. Strick, you and I were talking about uh, this Huskers team and the conversation, whatever the hot the hot trigger button topic is Alonzo Verge Jr. and his and his style of play, and we're trying to we're all trying to land on what's ideal for him. And I think you hit it. I think you hit it after the game you, in the post game. You said he needs to get some of this Allen Iverson in his bag, right? Where he knew the line between when they needed him to just go and get a bucket and when they need other people to go and get a bucket. You broke that down pretty well. Share with the listeners. What's the what's the compare what's the common thread? What should it look like with Verge with his his at least uh, attempt to play like Allen Iverson? So one of the dynamics that have you know one of the transitions that has happened in in sports, especially in this new analytical age, has been they've come to the conclusion that you either shoot a three, you don't shoot long twos or you're at the basket, right? Mm -hmm. And it's totally eliminated the mid-range where you had guys like Rip Hamilton who made an absolute living and made millions mm -hmm. off the mid-range alone, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And I think what has been lost is a lot of people don't understand what the mid-range does. And Allen Iverson was a mid-range assassin. Mm -hmm. Yes, he could shoot the three, but let's be absolute honest. He was streaky from three, 
but his mid range and his his crafty bag at the rim is what made Allen Iverson Allen Iverson going to the free throw line fifteen some odd times a game and stuff like that. You know, made him to average thirty. And so what I said with regards to uh, uh, you know Verge is that Verge is not uh, an adept three point shooter. He's just uh, that's just not his thing. Right. You know what I mean? His mechanics are not very good, and so he's going to be very inconsistent from three. And that's not a knock on the player. He's a good player. Um, I think he can be um, in a a a player for Nebraska that's unique in itself because he does so many good things. He defends, he can rebound, he pushes the ball. I think his decision-making as far as his pass selection can get better, but that's okay. He, he's got time to work. This is the first time he's really playing point guard in the position, so that's understandable. Um, but his attacking the rim is causing him to miss shots more than what he can make, and I think he's more depth in his mid-range but he doesn't use it as much. And I think that's where I'm saying I want to see some similarities about understanding the attack and understanding, you know, the defense, because what happens is he gets, he can get by that first defender, get into the mid range zone, but then he tries to go and do something, you know, with six ten, six eleven, you know, guys, you know, that can lose that stuff. If you just, put it out there for him. And that's where I think his stop and pop would be more effective for him, um, which would make him a tremendously more of a, or a tremendous, more of a threat than he is at this point. We're talking to Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland and Strick. It, it, you and I were trying to find a common landing place for who we would compare Bryce McGowan's to. And I keep, I want to be fair to the 19-year-old because he's just still developing. But my goodness yeah. gracious, he does some things that are pretty electric and pretty unique. Is yeah. there anybody that pops to mind that you go, okay, that's where that kid, kind of either where he is or where you think he'll end up being? Just as a type, not as a career you know, career success, but just playing style of play. Where would you put – how would you describe Bryce McGowan's? Um. To me, um, I would say if you if you remember, Bryce kind of reminds me of um, what's my guy um, Tim Thomas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very you know just easy you know very skilled handles the ball shoot with some depth can get anywhere he wants to. Uh, he's very you know kind of like a Tim Thomas to me. Um, um, Tim, let me just say, Tim, Tim could probably have averaged 25 points a game if he wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. But he just was so easy and so nonchalant and kind of would go away at times and then kind of come back when he's feeling like it. And, and it would be on that kind of flow. I know you said someone that I thought was like – Yo, that might be the one. And I want you to tell me that name because I think you're very much on point. Where I ended up in that conversation was Grant Hill. That's where I ended mm -hmm. up. That's where I ended up. There are some Blade dudes like Penny and, and Tracy McGrady 
who have that long, quick game, it looked easier than it actually was. Um, but I end up with those three because in the end, that smoothness led them to chaos. People wanted to body them up because it made it look too easy. And they would put them in, they'd put them in the second row, right? And how many times, you, first time you get put in the first row, okay. Second time, third time. Over the course of the career, once you get older, those trips to the third and fourth row wear on you. And I think that, like we saw some of that against NC State, that that smoothness often makes people resentful. <laughs> and they they body up them. The, the, if you're young and slender, look, people will bang you up. I think um, that in that, I think he's got some Penny in his game. He's maybe a little bit of a better shooter than Penny. Not as good a shooter as McGrady. Um, but Grant Hill's grace is where I landed with him. Was They had the same graceful style of play. I'm going to tell you who I would like him to be. Okay. I would love for him to turn into a Latrell Spurrywell, but I just don't know if he's That's a different dog. That. That's a different dog. I would I would I would love to see Bryce as a Latrell Spreewell who looks at his opponent and is like it's <laughs> gonna be a rough one for you tonight, bro. And 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 not just look at you with that, it's gonna be a rough one for you to look at you like it's gonna be rough for you tonight, bro. You're in trouble both on this side and especially on that side over there, my guy. Oh, and so, like, for me, right, like, as a player, um, that was the one That was the one type of respect that I got. Although, I, I mean, I, I started, I played six men off the bench, and then I was a support guy, right? So I got a chance to play at every aspect. I'm actually glad I didn't ascend to all-star status because I like to go to dinner and I like to go out. And <laughs> right. I like to blend in. Right. I, I still like to do me, you know? Right. So I don't like to be a – just totally out all the time. And then everybody, you know, I actually experienced that when I think we might've been, we're either in LA or somewhere. It was me, Mike Finley, Dirk and Steve Nash. Um, and we're sitting down and literally every, you know, every few minutes there were people that were coming to the table and it's like, and can we at least eat our food first, you know, type of thing, you know, and that's what, that's the way they responded. So then, you know, then, uh, you know, obviously some of you may know my, my former wife was Carolyn, the former Carolyn Sanders, and, and that was Dion Sanders' first wife. So, you know, we would go and watch Dion, Dion Jr.'s football games at SMU, and I would literally be sitting there next to Dion, and it would be, it would be <laughs> crazy. It would be crazy. We'd be talking, and, and next thing you know, he, you know, all these kids are running up. He's like, you know, I'm just trying to support my son. You know, I, you know, I just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to do that tonight. I'm watching. I'm here for him, not here for me. And and I'd just be sitting there like, I'd just be sitting there like, ain't nothing happening. Like I'm just just a you know cousin or uncle or whatever, just sitting there. And then he started doing the, he started doing the, hey, you know who that is, don't you know? You know, he started trying to throw it on me. I'm yeah. like, you little sucker. Yeah. But that's, but I say that to say, you know, I, I really do um, think that Bryce, if he could just understand really, you know, how to turn that thing on. And I'm not saying he's not a dog. I'm not saying he's not. I think he, 
He has some of it in him, but I think if he can understand from a two-way perspective that if, you know, the way that guys used to look at me, like the Baron Davis, and Baron was a freaking killer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But yep. Baron would look at Stricky and say, man, Strick, man, I, I need you to chill out tonight, man, because they know I'm going to come at them. I'm not just going to just defend you physically. I'm going to come at him. Then you have Allen Iverson. I'm sitting at the half court. I'm telling, telling the referees, I'm like, listen, I am 220 stocked. Allen's 160, 170 soaking wet. He's going to bump into me. I'm, talking, I'm, I'm having conversations with the referees. He's going to bump into me. Do not give him them flop fault fouls tonight. Oh, Alan, come over. Oh, no, no, Strick, no, no, we, no, that ain't right. You know, you be fouling, but, you know, so we having these type of conversations, right? But I say that to say that that's the respect that they had. They knew that not only am I going to be a problem for them on the defensive end, but they're going to have to work because I'm coming at them on the other end. That's what I want people to see for Bryce. Right. I want them to be worried about how he's going to shut them down. You don't win if you score 25 and your 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 opponent scores 25, i.e. big fella from uh, uh, Seaborn mm-hmm. from from NC State, 30 something, almost 40 points. Right. Mm-hmm. 39. Mm-hmm. Some of that nature. And Bryce Bryce. Great game. Almost 30. Right. But your guy, you know, one of the guys you you guarding and crunch was killing you. You know what I mean? And, and that I want his mentality to say, no, you're getting 19 and I'm getting 29. So and how that's, does, that's all. So, but how does that play? See, because that's the thing we're asking for from them, but that's how NC state ends up. You're talking about dudes who are used to playing the bump and grind versus dudes who aren't. And Seaburn goes to the free throw line 20 times because at some point folks decided they were going to, that's how they were going to move him. Like that dude shot twenty. That dude shot twenty free throws. Yeah, DP, you're 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 on point, bro. And 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 you 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 want to know you want to know something just just as a player in observation. You want to know he he reminds me of Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Why do Why do I say that? I why I mean you can try to answer and then I can I can follow up. Why Why did I say Seaburn Seaburn reminds me of Clyde Drexler? Well, this, his his attack game is the strong glide. Right, so any 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 small bump, like he was going to go to the basket. He's going to, and he's going right. Yeah, everything you saw on every play that they ran, that they know they needed something. It was to get him either in a certain spot where he had strong right hand drive to finish, and 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 so as either as a coaching staff or as a player, I'm like, wait a second. You know what I mean? You're no, you're not going this way, bro. <laughs> if you're going to do anything, you're going the other way, right? And finish that way. But you're not, you're you're not getting 15 points in, you know, 20 points in in two overtimes by going that way right. again. Right. You know what I mean? So I, 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 you know, that's that's again where I, I'm I'm hoping players become more cerebral mm-hmm. because. That's what I saw just in watching. I'm like, why are they letting him go right? He just went right and finished. Dang, he just went right and got an and one. Dang, he just went right. And, you know, okay, little body, but he finished. 
I'm like, when is he going to the left? <laughs> you know, and that's just, you know, those are just little things I, I, I pick up, bro, just by watching. I, I thought just, you know, I thought the difference was they took the same amount of shots on the floor, same amount of way. Uh, the difference was that he had – this dude had 19 rebounds. Seven of them off. That's beastly. Right? Well, the, right? Like, you had 19 rebounds. And <laughs> at some point, the style of attack – Lead you to the free throw line versus versus absolutely right and and, and I think Bryce yeah has, because there's a difference right BP yeah, yeah no 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 see he wants the contact he's like yo come on let's 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 grind boom you know what I'm saying and and I think the difference sometimes with Burge and with you know the others they they finish a float away yep. or yep you know what I'm saying yeah. there's yeah. there's a difference you know they they kind of they want to get it off but. I'm trying to go through you to get it off. I, yeah. I, I, and that's what we miss about Trey. Yeah. Because Trey's like, yo, I'm what? I'm dunking Where, on you. Meet me um, here. Yeah. I'm coming. Yes. And that, and that's that's the little difference about the two. Strick, we, amongst the things that happen in this game, the thing that gives me the most smile from is that the Huskers now know they have another soldier. They know they have another warrior. Like there were questions about whether this dude was going to be able to hang and what, you know, how was he going to find his minutes and how is he going to be out there and what happens when they take his shot away? Listen, Casey Tominaga played 44 minutes mm. in, in, in Raleigh, North Carolina in a four overtime game. Right. And to me, that was one where Horberg can kind of the coaches will look at each other and go, "Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now we can trust this dude. Mm-hmm. We can trust this dude. This dude hit five threes. He was five eleven from three. He defended well. Sixteen points. I mean, look, they have another dude. And if you're going to be good in the Big Ten, you've got to have dudes who can step up in the battle and fight for you. Casey Tominaga has now earned his stripes." For sure. No, there's no question about that. Um, you could tell that there was definitely a, a shrinkage in the in the rotation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think one, the game should have been over because I, I really do still. You can't tell me any different that that wasn't a foul at the end of the game, right? Um, but I think it was good. It was good that they, you know. You know, shoot, the Bible says it was good that I was afflicted, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that that affliction of that, it, it can really unite a team. Because you're on the road, you're going through major adversity, you don't have all your, your team. Um, I think if, I mean, I, Wiltshire got some sweet looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he'll knock those down. Yeah, he's not going to go 0 for 7 again. Nah, he's not going to do that again. I think he hits a couple of those. The dynamic of the game changes as well because he got some great looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even going to – they weren't even all forced looks. I mean, I would say five out of seven, six out of seven were just – Right where you want them. Great looks. Yeah, that look that you want. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, I, I, I liked, you know, Wilhelm, you know, he, he finished at the basket a little bit. Mm -hmm. You can tell his legs still aren't with him a little bit, um, right now because, you know, some of his threes were significantly off. 
So, you know, you've got something there. Um, I think Scott Frost is probably calling uh, <laughs> Hoiberg a little bit, Let trying to figure him. out what, 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 what could I do with, no, nah, what can right. I do with Andre? All right. <laughs> Eduardo, if you watch the film, the way Eduardo dipped, dipped the shoulder Look. around and like he dipped around it. He's like, he like a, look like a defensive end over there. There, like you coming for the quarterback a little bit. I said, "Yo, Scott Frost might have found something." But you know, you had, and then, 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 then you had the scooter assassin, you know, trying to, trying to creep in the mix. I'm like, "Boy, get your butt back off the floor somewhere." Too funny. But yeah, so it was some good things, man. It was some fun things. I mean, like I'm saying, things like that helps, helps you. I think they could have used Kobe, definitely. Um, You know, missing him hurt. Yeah. But those types of situations bring you together. You can have a conversation. Yes, it's a sad plane ride. It's a long, sad plane ride going home. But at least you know and you can say you left it on the floor. You know what I mean? You you did. You left everything on the floor. And there's some great film work that can be done. Yep. Strick, listen, we'll talk to you tomorrow after the Huskers take on Indiana. It's an 11 o'clock tip. Uh, so about one o'clock, y'all can join us here for the Huskers post game. Strict, go enjoy that beautiful, beautiful weather. Go ahead and light one up, bro. We'll, we'll be thinking of you. Appreciate you. Facts. All right, my guy. All right, man. That is Eric Strickland. We'll toward the break. We'll close out one on one for the Friday when we come back. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.